0: You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wubi, Director of Torch, Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, and welcome to all of our friends on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Zoom, TorchZoom.com, and all of our podcast listeners. All right. So today we we just finished last week. We spoke about the trait of honor. And I think that now that we understand what the idea of honor is, both honor for ourselves and then honor for others, honor for the Almighty. So the next natural stage of our growth should be talking about fear. Now, before we talk about fear, I just need to just give a, 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 an introduction to what fear is not and why it's such an important trait to have. Because fear Many people interpret fear as being terrified, trepidation, worry, concern. That's not fear. Fear means perspective. And it's very, very important when we're serving the Almighty, when we're trying to grow in our connection with God, is to find every way possible to elevate ourselves. And the only way to really do that properly Is when we have the proper perspective and understanding of who we are, what we are, you know, what we stand for, and just to have the proper level of connection. Okay. Before, okay. So, so now we're going to, we're going to get into this. I'm excited about this topic because it it really is a, uh, it, it is a, an important piece to our growth. So we say every morning in our prayers, we say, yirat Adonai. the beginning of all wisdom is fear of the Almighty. Now, if you say the word fear, right, it doesn't make much sense, or it's at least like, if I'm going to be so afraid of God, then I'm never going to be able to get past that fear and, and, and grow. Yira comes from the term roe, is to see is to have perspective, to understand who the Almighty is and who I am, what's my responsibility in God's world. And the minute I'm able to have that clarity of who I am, what I am, what my responsibilities are in my world, in my existence, then it puts everything into order. So whenever we're talking about the idea of fear, it's not fear that we're talking about. We're talking about perspective, I'll give you an example. I had a group of, of young people at my house yesterday, and we got into a conversation about education. And we started talking. They're all single. They're not married. They don't have children. So the idea of education, of chinuch, of children, is for many of them a foreign subject. To many of them, it's, a, it's, you know, it's just an, a concept, an idea. And we were talking about, they, one of the questions that they asked was how do we, properly have the balance between a loving friendship with our children and also having the proper respect that the children should have. And I think it's something which is, it's a great question because many times, many times children today, parents, parents want to have a friendly relationship with their kids. They want to be best friends with their kids, which is very good. It's very nice. But guess what? They're not your friends. You're their parents. And it's very different between being friends and being their parent. You have to, there has to be that right balance. So if you don't have that clarity, if you don't have that proper perspective, what happens? What happens is, is that you blur the lines and then the the child potentially could be saying things that are inappropriate to the parents because it's lacking all due respect. It's lacking the appropriate recognition of who the parents are versus who the child is and it's important for that to be very clear for children children need to have that clarity us as being the children of the almighty we also need to have that clarity we also need to have that understanding of who we are versus who the almighty is so the beginning of any wisdom the beginning of attaining any level of connection to the almighty is understanding perspective If we don't have the proper perspective, we're unable to grow. Because the things we think are honoring God may not be honoring God. The things we think are not honoring God may be honoring God. We have to understand what that perspective is. We say, there's a phrase in the Talmud which says, everything is in the hands of Hashem except for fear of Hashem. Meaning, I think it's like this. Once we understand that everything is from Hashem, once we have a clarity of the relationship that we have with God, everything falls into place. You understand? That means that if a person doesn't understand that we're here for a limited amount of time, so they could lazy around, sit around and do nothing, but the minute we understand that the clock is ticking, you know, I, I, I've I said this before, um, you might think I'm crazy, but I think that it would be a very, very sobering experience if, if we had a clock that we give a child when they're born that counts down from 120 years, 120 years, 11 months, and 29 days, you know, 100, 119 years, and 11 months and 28 days, et cetera, et cetera. And every day they see the clock ticking down. Eventually they grow up and they say, what is this clock? It's always going backwards and counting down. Well, that's how much time you have left on this earth. What does that do? It puts a little shudder in our, in our spine, right? Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. I only have this many years to live. But on the other hand, it's empowering. Why is it empowering? It's empowering because I have so much more I can accomplish now. If I just focused, if I just paid attention to what my goal in life is, I'll be able to accomplish so much more. Right? Right? It makes sense. The minute I understand that I, the minute I establish the proper perspective, all the other worries fall aside. I understand, look, I'm here for a purpose. I have an allotted amount of time, God is going to give me all of the tools, all of the skills, all of the abilities that I need to accomplish my goal in life. Every one of the things that we're afraid of is because we're not recognizing. And we spoke about trust a few weeks ago in this series. We spoke about understanding that Hashem has the ability and the power to do anything And we have to put our trust in Hashem. Not that we don't put our efforts forward. Not that we lazy ourselves. On the contrary. We work hard to accomplish and we work hard to do great things. But we recognize that the ultimate success comes from God. So putting things into proper perspective, understanding. Number one, God gives me opportunities. God gives me potential. All the potential in the world I have to fulfill what I need to fulfill. Guess what? I don't think I'll ever be able to be a Michael Phelps. A Michael Phelps who won. right? I just won't, right? Oh, it's not fear. Well, guess what? God gave me other abilities that he didn't give him. And God gives, gives each and every individual the abilities that they need to succeed in their world. In every one of our worlds, we mentioned this many times in the past, a person should always say, the world was created for me. A person should always review and say again and again, the world was created for me. That's what the world was created for. And we have to repeat it again and again and again. It says, The person should always say this. Remind yourself that you're different than anyone else. Ronnie, you're different than Linda. Linda, you're different than Aliza. Every one of us, we're all different. We're all unique. Right? And... Don't compare yourself to anybody else because your livelihood is what you need, and their livelihood is what they need. Your talents are what you need. Their talents are what they need. Every person's giving the given the tools. Right? We're, we, we, we're grow up in a, we grow up in a culture where people think, people think that uh, we're all here to graduate university and to get a job. And to work nine to five and to have a family of a boy and a girl and a dog, right? And it's like this is the way we've been we've been cultured in our society to to think of life. And if you don't have that, you're you're not successful. And if you do have that, maybe you're successful. If you have enough money according to what they say is enough for you to have for your retirement and so on and so forth. Who said that? Who said that that's what we have to decide for ourselves? We need to decide, one second, what are the strengths, what are the abilities that God gave me? To be a doctor and care for people? So let me go ahead and do that. To be a psychologist and assist people and give people guidance? Then let me go ahead and do that. To be a loving and caring mother? That's a full-time job too. Right? So let me do that. A person needs to identify, why am I here? The Ramchal in the first chapter of his book of way of the upright or path of the just uh, as translated by others um, the first chapter of his incredible work which we learn together every monday night is dedicated just to a person knowing their purpose in this world why are we here why did god invest so much in each and every one of us God continues to invest in each and every one of us. Every single day that we're alive in this planet Earth, this amazing life that we have here, God is investing in us again. Imagine, we go to God yesterday and we say, God, give us another day of life because we're going to do so many great things. And then maybe we did, maybe we didn't. And we come back, we say, God, give me another day. Why? Because today's going to be different. Oh, is it really? Or maybe it's not. And then say, God, give me another day because today's going to be different. Well, why is it going to be different than yesterday? But God, every day says, "You know what? Today's I'm going to give you another day because today I believe you're going to accomplish, so, and I believe in you, and you can do it." We always need to be reevaluating and readjusting and recalibrating. We always need to be correct, right? Because the because the the ambitions that we have as a teenager are very different than the the, the the ambitions we have as a young adult, and then the ambitions as a young adult is very different than the ambitions of a young married man or a young married woman, and then as a parent, our ambitions are very different than you know when 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 we're at the, you know child rearing, and then when we, our children are going to school, and then when our children are getting married, hopefully, right? and our children are having children, and we are, and we're grandparents now. So we constantly need to be recalibrating. One of the examples I've given in the past, I'll give it again, is in the airplane. Um, when a pilot flies a plane, there's something called, right? And my father, who was a pilot by hobby, um, not hobby airport, but by hobby, uh, but you know, so he would, he would be, he would be moving this little disc. And I'm asking him, what is this? What is this little disc that you're, that you're spinning, spinning up, spinning down? And he said, this, this is recalibrating the plane. Because when you fly at 2,000 feet, the winds are at one, w- one way. When you get to 4,000 feet, the winds are another way, right? And when you get to 6,000 feet, it's a different way. You constantly need to recalibrate and to readjust. In our lives, we need to do the same thing. We need to constantly recalibrate. We need to readjust. You know what? Now I'm a parent. I need to change my, my attitude towards certain things, right? Now, I'm a grandparent. I need to change my attitude to other things, right? But to keep our eye on the goal of I'm here for a limited amount of time, the Almighty gave me the incredible blessings and resources that I need to accomplish in my life. And therefore, I have to utilize them. I have to utilize them and ensure that I don't abuse the gifts that God gives me. So it's a hundred percent true what you're saying that it's accurate in, in that we need to understand that we're always changing. We always need to modify and adjust and reevaluate. I'll give you another example in the business world. A company is about to start a new, a new initiative, right? A new, a new, a new business is opening up a Google, a Facebook, a YouTube, a Twitter, or any of these big companies, right? And they start with one goal. All we want to do is be a search engine, right? Very quickly, they're very successful, and they're a very, very great search engine. So then they go into, we're going to do an emails, right? And we're going to start something called Gmail. And then they start, and they constantly need to recalibrate. Every business needs to do that, right? If your plan is successful, what are you going to do then? Well, you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how am I going to recalibrate and readjust myself to be more successful because my stage one was done now what do i do stage two when stage two is done what am i going to do for stage three et cetera et cetera and we always as as we need to strategize about our lives our own personal spiritual lives our own spirit our own physical lives we need to strategize about that no less probably much more than businesses do for their success in business they strategize and they have they have strategic planning meetings and they bring in special professionals to help them navigate the pitfalls, the challenges, what may come up, what, what, what may be blocking their success. We need to be doing exactly that in our own personal lives to ensure that we don't get blindsided, that we have a path forward. But we can only do that if we have the proper perspective. And that's what Yirah is. Yirah is perspective, right? So if we have the perspective, when we realize the clock is ticking, we got to get to work. We don't have time to lazy around. We don't have time to take another day off, right? Now, it might be that that's part of the plan is that we need to take that time because that's what helps us rejuvenate and get us re-energized and get us, right? So that can also, a vacation can also be a mitzvah, but it's got to be because this is part of my strategy, I got to re-energize. I have to recalibrate and set on my goal to continue further and not stop and not get in the way of myself, not to get right to, to, to really bring it out. So, everything is in the hands of, 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 of the Almighty. The Almighty brings us all of the opportunities. What is our job? To understand the right perspective. is for us to have that right perspective then we realize everything around us is a tool to succeed. Everything around us is the opportunity to bring about success. So again, every one of us are given talents. Every one of us are given abilities. We have to maximize those abilities, those talents to do the absolute best we can with what we have. Right? It says also, this is intracted Brachot. It says, Kadosh The whole world was created for perspective. Perspective of our understanding between us and the Almighty. Shakul keneget Kala Olam Kolo. And that fear, that perspective, is equal to the entire world. Meaning it's everything. It's everything. If we don't understand our job in this world, then we're lost. Then everything we do, even if we do a good deed, it's in a vacuum. It can't be in a vacuum. We have to understand what our purpose is. We have to understand what our goal is. And when we have that, then it makes life much easier because we understand. Even if we have, and we all have shortcomings, we all have challenges, that's fine. That's part of our go our, our our journey of life so if a person has a challenge of arrogance right not identifying that arrogance is not going to help you coming to terms with it and understanding that this is something i need to work on is the greatest tool you have come to come to a a a, a knowledge that this is what you're about Come to a knowledge that this is the challenge that God gave you, and now you can work on it. But if you don't identify it, if you don't have the proper understanding and perspective, then you'll ignore it, and you'll never work on it, and you'll never become greater so it's a very important stage in our lives to identify and we we gave out those sheets many many times i can send it out anybody who's interested you can email me a torchweb.org, and i'll happily send you the where i am in my own midot in my own traits and you can evaluate yourself and i'm sure that with time the more we learn about these traits the more we identify and we put together a plan of how we work on them on each trait we become more conscious to work on them, to identify them, to understand them, and to have a strategy of how we overcome it. And that's really our goal. Our goal is not to ignore our shortcomings, not to hide our shortcomings, but to embrace them and to and to work on them, to perfect them. to take a shortcoming, to change it. So someone who uh, who is uh, jealous of who's able to work on their jealousy to understand that everything the Almighty gives me is a gift. Everything the Almighty wants for me, I will have. I have no need to look at what other people have. That's a big accomplishment, right? That centers you. That puts you into a relationship with God that's that's unparalleled. That's what we need to do. That's our goal. And... God willing, Hashem will help us with throughout our work. It says further, the Talmud says in Shabbat, God doesn't have in His storage house, in His treasure house, but those who fear God. You want to know what's in God's treasure house? Those who are in a relationship with God. Those who know where they stand. Not those who are saying, you know what? Let me get involved with more distractions, watch more Netflix videos, let me watch more Prime videos, let me just pass life, watch another, what do you call those things? You watch uh, binge watching uh, another, right, binge watch another thing and another thing, and just ignore life. You know, I, I don't like movies. I'll tell you why I don't like movies. I don't like movies since I was about 11 years old. I once went to a friend, we grew up without a television at home. Uh, my parents weren't into us wasting time. So if I were to watch, it would be by a friend's house. I'd go to a friend's house. And I remember one time, it was a Sunday afternoon. I went, at, at school was over on Sunday at about one o'clock. So at about two o'clock, I went to my friend's house and we watched the movie. I don't even remember what the movie is about. And I remember by the time the movie was done, about two hours or three hours later, I didn't know what day of the week it was. I didn't know what hour of the day it was, and I didn't know where I was. I was so completely enamored and taken by this movie, I lost track of who I was. I lost track of my very existence, and it's not a very pleasant feeling. And it's like you wake up one second, is it, where, where am I? W- like, what, what's going on, right? What day of the week is it? What time is it? What are my responsibilities? I was supposed to be home two hours ago. It's like, you know, all of these things, like you don't realize that like the world passes by you. That's not a pleasant feeling. And from that point on, I never wanted to watch again because it to me was like, it's an escape from life. I love life. Why would I want to run away from it? Life we only get once. Why would we want to run away from life? Embrace the life we have with its challenges because the challenges makes it beautiful. The challenges makes it exciting that we have another thing to work on, right? If a person is impatient and they know that they're impatient, do you know the thrill and the excitement when they learn to gain patience for other people? You're a great person that you're able to overcome that challenge. You're able to overcome a, a an unbelievable flaw that God gifted you with and you're able to turn it around to become a better person to become more godlike we can only have that if we ha- if we have this trait of yirah, if we have perspective now we have to understand that there are many different types of perspective of fear okay what are the different types of fear so we have the fear of punishment oh my perspective could come because i'm afraid i'm going to burn in hell right? There's a whole religion dedicated to that, uh, right? Eternal damnation, right? There's a, they're dedicated to fear, 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 or else you accept our, uh, you know, if you don't accept our, our Lord and Savior, then we have uh, other things that might happen to you. That's not the way it works in Judaism, right? There is an idea of consequence, right? But is the reason we fear, do we fear our parents because we're afraid of consequence or because I love my parents and I don't want to betray them? Which one is more valuable to us as parents? Is it because our parents, our children love us, and they don't want to do something that'll hurt us, right? That's not the same as consequence. They're afraid of punishment, they're afraid of reprimand. That's not the same thing, right? So, which fear do we have? What's the second fear? Is fear of God's greatness. It's called yirat haromamut. God is so awesome. God is so incredible. Uh, right, I, I, I'm i terrified, like, you know, God is, you know, God is all capable, he's, and that's a very high level also, to understand that God is so great, God's so exalted, and to have that perspective as well, that Yira, and then the third is the fear of sin, Yira Tchet, it's the fear of sin, okay, so let's understand what it means, Onish, you're at the onish, you're at the fear of consequence, the fear of punishment is the fear. I fear the price I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay for my sins. I'm going to have punishment. And it's not because it's a wrong deed. I'm, I'm not afraid of the deed. I'm not afraid that it's the wrong thing to do. I'm not afraid of stealing. I'm just afraid of sitting in prison. Right? Is that the right reason to not steal? No, we should not steal because it's the wrong thing to do. Not because I'll get caught and I'll sit in prison. You understand? So there's a different, it's a different level of fear. It's good for someone to have fear of consequence, but it's not great. Yeah, that's not, okay. What's the next one Is, is that God is so great, the fear of God's exaltedness, right, is that we say to ourselves, I'm so small compared to the Almighty, right? I fear doing a sin, because of my recognition of God's awesomeness. God is so great. Right? Go to God is so amazing, right? So awesome. I'm afraid of doing a sin because of God's awesomeness. And then there's the last one, which is Yiratchet, the fear of sin, which is a sin will distance me from my essence, right? It's a fear of my soul. You have to understand like this. What is our soul? Our soul is blown into us when we're born by the Almighty. We all have this living soul within us. That soul is very sensitive. That soul is very delicate. What is it sensitive from? It's sensitive from sin. Sin. A mitzvah brings light to that soul. A sin distances that soul. It brings darkness to that soul. And that's the fear of sin that we're talking about. If I sin, I'm going to bring darkness to my life. I'm going to bring a barrier between me and the Almighty. I'm going to distance myself from God. But if I do a mitzvah, if I do a good deed, what will happen? It brings me closer to the Almighty. Right? Fear is not being, you know, in trepidation, shaking under my desk. I'm so terrified. That's not what fear is. But fear is to have the proper perspective. It should be a motivation factor. It should motivate us. I have a limited time on this earth. I have things I need to accomplish. God believes in me. I better get things done. I don't want to forsake that relationship that I have with God. I don't want to forsake that relationship that I have with God. I want to take the opportunities that are given in front of me every single day to bring me closer to the Almighty. Ashrei Adam Mifachet Tamid. The Talmud says, praise is the person who's always fearful. This doesn't mean he's sitting shaking under the bed like we said. Right? He's not terrified. But rather he has the proper perspective and understanding what is my purpose, what is my goal. Who am I? What is my life? What what am I here for? You know, one of the things that my wife and I have done uh, not long ago is that we sat down and we put together our family mission statement as a family. We've talked about it many many times, but it was a big. It was very important for me to, to get the the ink on paper and to write out what are our goals sorry. What are, are our goals? What is our mission? What do we want to accomplish? We're here for only that amount of, of time. What is? What are the most important things for us in our lives? And let's write it down. Let's put it on paper. And we divided it into three different categories, right? And I'll be happy to share it privately, right? To to, if you're interested, I'll be happy to share it privately. But the idea is not—it's not a—it's not, not a public-private. It's for us to know that we're on a mission, and any time we have a challenge, any challenge that it may be, we go back to that mission statement that's hanging in my office, right in my study, at home, right. It's hanging right there, so we can review it and we can see it and we can say, you know what? It's not a big deal. It doesn't fit into our mission anyway. Let's not focus on it. Let's not lose sleep over it. If it is, how do we work hard to accomplish it? How do we work hard to succeed? But we have to have the perspective. If a person doesn't know what they're here for, it makes life very challenging because we're just grabbing at straws, trying to see, oh, maybe this. Oh, this is a nice thing to do, I'll do this. This is a nice thing to do. And we get lost in being busy instead of getting lost in being focused. And that's where we need need to, to, to be motivated to always have a perspective. Of our responsibilities, who am I? Who is the Almighty, and what does He want from me? He wants good for me. He wants me to accomplish. How am I going to do that? And set out a plan. There's a man who reached out to one of the great rabbis in in Jerusalem, and he. This is after he retired and he moved to the to Israel. Uh, he was living in New York. He retired and moved to Israel. And he said, now that I have time, I'm retired, I want to set out a plan of how I'm going to learn all of the Torah. And he put together a plan. Every day, I'm going to need to learn this amount of pages of Talmud, this amount of verses in the Torah. I'm going to need to review this and this amount if I want to accomplish my goal. We should all set goals for ourselves, spiritual goals. Goals that we can 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 work hard to accomplish. But the only way to do it is to have perspective, to know we're on a timeline, right? Just like a business knows that if I don't get my act together, my competitor is going to swallow me up. I gotta get to work. I have I have to accomplish. Right? What's if I don't accomplish what God wanted me to do in this world? It's a very terrifying thought. If God brought me here, you know, to be a a, a very charitable person and I don't give charity. If God brought me to this world to be a kind person and I'm not kind. If God brought me to this world to, you know, to, to raise a family and I don't raise a family. If God brought me to this world to be selfless and I'm not selfless. And I just take everything that I have as an opportunity to entertain myself and keep myself busy. So by the time I'm done, I could have lived an entire life and not accomplished what I needed to accomplish. Right? It's, it's, it, it's, I don't want you to finish at the end of this class and say, wow, that was a heavy class. It should be the opposite. It should be exactly the opposite. It shouldn't be a heavy class. It should be a class that hopefully inspires each and every one of us to say, you know what? I'm here for a purpose. Let me get, let me get stuff done. We're not here for forever. We're not going to be here for forever. I'm only here for a certain amount of time. Let's get my let's get the let's get the work done. And we can. God gives us the opportunities we need to succeed. He gives us everything we need to succeed for our mission, for our goal. I I I heard a a a, mashal, a, a parable once and I want to share this, you know, it says that every Jew is a gem. Every Jew is a gem. You know, Hashem has a crown. And in Hashem's crown, there are all of these gems. And each one of them are another Jewish person. And you know that every gem, every gem is, is. if you look at your diamond, I know every girl who gets engaged thinks that her diamond is perfect. But the truth is that the diamond is in the rough. Right. And if you look at it, it could be a little cloudy. It can have some imperfection. And there's something you can do that perfects a diamond. It's called an enhancement. Now, sometimes people don't like it, but they can infuse it with chemicals and it clears out all of the blemishes. So let's take that as an example of our souls. God gives us a soul. Each one of us, God takes a gem, gives it, puts it in our, in our bodies, that precious neshama. And what God does is that God says throughout your lifetime, I'm going to give you opportunities to perfect and beautify this gem so that by the time you're done, I can take this perfected gem and I can put it back in my crown. Each one of us have a gem that has its imperfections, its own uniqueness. And all the Almighty wants is for us to take the opportunities, all the tools that God is going to provide for us throughout our lifetime and infuse that gem with those chemicals so that we can perfect it. That's the goal. That's what we need to do. Hashem should bless us all, that we should find our place. We should know what we're here for. We should understand our purpose. And God willing, God will succeed our way so that we can find that perfection, we can connect to the Almighty without worry, without fear, and just with clarity that we know that Hashem loves us, He invests in us, He believes in us, and we can accomplish great things. So to our friends on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, thank you so much for watching us. You're welcome to leave comments and feedback. We love your comments and feedback. Please like and share these videos. Have a magnificent week. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcasts.com.